You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. I'm your host, Paul Buckner, civilian police chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Today's topic is not only sad, it's near and dear my heart uh, because of some of the things I've seen in my time beside the badge. And um, this is uh, the realities of uh, human sex trafficking and the things that a lot of times police departments are ill-equipped to deal with. It's becoming better understood and resources are developing um, now, um, thanks to the current uh, administration in, in office, we have a lot of people who are thinking about and talking about human sex trafficking for the first time. It's becoming a hotbed topic. And there are actually a lot of politicians who are being convicted of participating in uh, human sex trafficking. There are a lot of businesses. Um, Hollywood is rife with with issues and child sex trafficking, human sex trafficking, or human trafficking is a huge issue in our country. And um, there are there are people who don't want it to be the hotbed topic that it's become, but it needs to be talked about. So I'm going to go back for just a second. If you've never heard of me, uh, my ministry is as a chaplain alongside law enforcement. I've done hundreds of ride-alongs. And the reason for those ride-alongs is to help keep good cops behind badges. So if you listen to this and it resonates with you, please share it. Um, Feel free to subscribe. Share it with law enforcement that you know. And um, uh, because maybe we can help keep the good ones. Uh, So let's get down to business, human sex trafficking. And again, I am not the subject matter expert on this. I've just seen some things. And I get to be involved from time to time in situations where where someone is escaping um, trafficking. So you deal with every kind of human sex trafficking, human trafficking. Um, There are people, there are definitely more slaves today, people in slavery today than ever were during the 17 or 1800s. And people don't realize that. Um, there are people that are pulled into it, and you would not know they are they're in your community. Um, they may still be going to school. There are people that are blackmailed into it. There are people that are that are lured into it as an income stream. There are people that are um, straight up abducted. There are people who um, get into it through drugs, and they are trying to pay for their drug habit, and they end up doing terrible things because of that. And unfortunately the prostitution has been with us forever and a lot of people who have actually participated in prostitution um, a lot of people who as in guys uh, who are going out and sleeping with prostitutes they may not know that that prostitute was not there willingly Um, in my area there was actually a a massage parlor there were two of them in two fairly good-sized cities that were busted by law enforcement and when they were um, when law enforcement went in and busted these these uh, two massage parlors, there were women from overseas. Um, they didn't speak English. They were here to start a better life. The people that were traffic them, trafficking them were monsters. And it, it was a very sad situation. And um, so they were not able to communicate with the Johns, the people that came in to do these things. And when it was busted, local law enforcement did not have the resources to speak that language. They, they didn't have anybody that could speak it. And local law enforcement was overwhelmed. They, they couldn't help these women get back where they'd come from and or go to family. And so um, there was actually a group of ministries in my area that stepped up, housed these ladies, made sure they were safe, and then turned around, had, had people who spoke the language. 
that were involved in ministries that worked with that um, that people group, that nationality, and they turned around and helped these ladies either go to family and friends in the States here in the U.S. or actually go back to uh, family overseas. And so there, there's some terrible realities here, and um, these women have been promised a better life. And, and this happens to men and women. This happens to boys and girls. And there's a lot of things that are really terrible that happens. There are um, there are cartels in Mexico that that people come up here looking for a better life, and there are women that are forced into prostitution, and they are actually involved in prostitution here in the U.S., and they are paying protection money to the cartels back in Mexico to not hurt their families. So they are being they're being coerced into prostitution here in the U.S., and so unfortunately there are people that are fueling this that are are men and women that are fueling this that are going to prostitutes and doing these things and thinking that this other person is a completely willing participant when they are not um, there are terrible realities here stds unwanted pregnancies all kinds of health issues drug addictions and the spillover in these folks lives is absolutely awful and the lines between conventional old school prostitution, what people think of when they watch a TV show and there's a group of gals on the corner, um, that is not the reality of today. Now, the, does that happen? Yes. But we, we are seeing situations and it's not 100%, but this happens a fair amount where you'll have a pimp who's a trafficker that he's got a gal that kind of runs runs roughshod over his other group of ladies and they are this group of ladies are um, some of them are there willingly some of them are there and they don't really want to be um, they are only there because of a severe drug addiction there's some women that are literally like hmm, this is an easy way to make money this is how i'm going to make money um it, very broken backgrounds their stories are absolutely terrible um, heartbreaking stories. And then you've got women that do not want to be there. And I, I'm aware of, of gut-wrenching stories where there are uh, women who've been straight up abducted, girls that have been abducted, forced into these lifestyles. It even happens where family members do it. You have even couples, men and women, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It boggles the mind where they will traffic their own child. Um, whether or not the parents have a severe drug addiction or not, they are just monsters. They're truly terrible, awful people, and they will traffic their own child. Um, I'm aware of, of individuals where a, a father or mother has actually sold their child. Literally, literally, this child is now the property of this other person, which that doesn't really happen. You're never anybody's property, but that's that's the way this goes, and they they are sold into this type of slavery and there are people who want to harm children that's a very hard thing to process and most americans don't realize how common this is and it's getting worse now we have an administration in office currently that is is doing its best to shut this stuff down there are state local and federal law enforcement agencies that are fighting this constantly there are um, there are private groups, um, some of them ex-military, and they are very high speed. That's way beyond anything I know about. But they are actually using military level training, um, like like how you would isolate a terror cell and take it out to figure out who these bad people are and to rescue kids. And some of these operations, it's it's monstrously awful how big some of these operations are, and they have they have ties internationally. And so these there are 
huge realities of this that people don't realize. Like I said, this girl that had been abducted right out of this local town. I know of situations where people got into prostitution to pay for a, a mild drug habit and then ended up being abducted um, and then shot full of drugs and and brought up to a level where they are so addicted they will do anything for that drug and that's where they want them. Um, there are people who've been brought into it because they show them a picture of a sibling and they're like, you're going to do this or we're going to kill your sibling. Um, they get into the mind of these young men and, and way more often young women. And they, they get so into their mind that these, these people, uh, girls, women, they believe that this bad guy is the boogeyman. They believe that this guy's behind every corner. They lead them to believe that every cop is dirty. And I want to talk about that for a moment because this, this situation really breaks my heart. There are law enforcement out there who go to hookers, to prostitutes. Um, and if you're doing that, shame on you and stop it. Um, not only are you fueling an industry that should never exist. Um, you know, I understand there are women that are perfectly willing to sell their bodies for sex. It's illegal in almost every part of the U S there are men out there that are very willing to go participate. But unfortunately there are police officers who are either willingly, knowingly involved in, in sex trafficking in the form that they are clients I, I would love to believe there was no law enforcement that would ever be involved in trafficking a human being, but I know, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, there are monsters out there, and some of them carry badges, but there are, there are young men and not-so-young men that are going to prostitutes as a, as a coping mechanism for their stress instead of uh, a positive relationship with a, a peer, a spouse, whatever, that it, they, they could have a one-on-one -on -one relationship that's body, mind, and soul a good thing. They're going to prostitutes. And some of these officers are unknowingly or knowingly going to, uh, to uh, women and children that are being trafficked. And if they are doing that, shame on them. And my prayer is they are caught. And my prayer is they lose their badge and go to prison. Because that's evil and it shouldn't happen. Um, if, you are, if you are knowingly involved in trafficking, you should go to prison. So this also is something that people don't understand. There are casinos that, unfortunately, around gambling, there's often alcohol. Around alcohol, there's often drugs. Around drugs, there's often prostitution. And you, you have this mixed thing. Unfortunately, you'll go into an environment like that, and there are people who are willing to pay for all of this. And so around your casinos, you will find prostitution and human sex trafficking. Around um, around strip clubs and exotic dance clubs. And if you are in law enforcement and you are going to strip clubs and exotic dance clubs, shame on you. This is awful and you shouldn't be doing it. Um, literally you should not be doing this. Um, then you've got the fact that, um, not only is it not good for a man to be out there doing these things, and that's a whole other topic, but if you're going to these clubs, and you think you're having a, a strictly good time, unfortunately, and I've been around enough of these environments as a chaplain, working with law enforcement and working outside of it, uh, doing executive protection, I have seen where safe houses have had to be set up for women because they, they got into the drug scene a little bit, they got into a strip club, and they were making really good money. Um, they had to stay on drugs to be able to cope with what they were doing. 
And um, I know of strip clubs and exotic dance clubs that just a few blocks away are where the women go and you can pick the woman off the stage. And there are multiple women that participate in this or sometimes all of them participate in active prostitution. In some cases, they want to get away from it and now they are becoming blackmailed or, or literally told, I'll kill, your, I'll kill your family member. This is horrible. Um, you know, I know of things in the human sex trafficking world where there's a child that's being held, that, that type of situation where children are being held hostage. Um, the children don't even really know it. They're, they're with this person over here and you will do this thing or else. Um, there are women who are straight up prisoners. And this is the kind of thing and the kind of situation that if you're law enforcement and you are going to these clubs, shame on you. You need to stop because you're actively helping to fuel something that actually needs to be destroyed. This Hollywood, this Hollywood perception of strip clubs and, and um, exotic dance clubs is not the reality. And unfortunately, it's getting worse. Um, there are definitely women who go there and, and at least start voluntarily. There are even women who go an entire career and they never prostitute themselves. But unfortunately, it's happening more than people think. And even in the in the porn industry, we, we had this idea that everything's vetted and, and everything's above board and every girl's at least 18. That's not the reality. Oftentimes, that's not the reality at all. They have actually caught major players in the porn industry that have been using underage participants. Let me say that again. Mainstream porn, pornography, has been caught using underage participants. That's child porn. These people need to be crucified in our legal system and they need to go to federal prison for the rest of their lives. If you're actively participating in pornography, you need to gut check yourself and realize, and this is coming from a guy who, who fell into that trap and is, I'm walking in freedom from it and I have to make sure that I keep my mind in the right place forever. But you have to understand that that doesn't belong to you. And you shouldn't be participating. And I'm going to say something because oftentimes women will. I had a friend that she was talking very down about men because her best friend's husband was was stuck in a, in a pornography addiction. And she said, men just disgust me. And I said, can I give you a different way to look at this? And she said, sure. I said, definitely there's some very broken men out there, a lot of them. But I guarantee you that those men would not be looking at porn if women weren't involved in it. And she goes, oh, I never thought of it that way. I said, for every time that you find a man who's willing to pay for sex or pay to look at something, whatever, you will find a woman who's willing to be paid for it. And it's a very sad reality of our culture. And what's happening is we are finding human sex trafficking is even invading the pornography industry. It's probably much deeper than we realize. It's way deeper in Hollywood than I think anybody realizes today horrible, terrible, sad. And that whole giant cesspool needs to be brought down and, and, and cleaned up. And so, uh, I'm going to take a sponsor break and we're going to talk some more about some of these realities and the fact that these are being brought to light and changes are being made. So first and foremost, gentle response, uh, John Lee O'Reilly has a, a, it's, uh, it's a traveling school, if you will, that allows you to do hands-on de-escalation where you literally are, are play-acting out these different environments. And I say this like, if you do hand-to-hand -hand training, if you do knife training, if you do firearms training, it's all live action. 
and you doing it, whether it's with a screen, you're interacting with a screen, or you're actually live firing or you're dry firing, it's hands on. And if you're not learning, if you're not learning, I'll say it again, if you're not learning your de-escalation skills from the standpoint of actually, you know, your adrenaline's up and you're actively engaged with somebody who's pushing your buttons to, to put you under pressure, then you're not really training good, solid de-escalation skills. And this has come from a guy who has, who's done it both ways. Way better, way better to do it uh, hands-on. Number two, got your six coffee. I'm a huge fan of got your six coffee. Mm, coffee's a break. And the reason is I met them several years ago, the founders of Got Your Six Coffee, and their mission is service to those who serve. There's purpose in every cup. They have award-winning coffee and pass what it costs to survive. They turn around and give away their net profits. It is an amazing thing to see the lives changed. I will talk more about that in future episodes, and I have talked to the founder about actually coming on beside the badge to talk about their mission. Followed by Matt Combs, Shield Force International. This guy is amazing. We're talking hands-on training, surviving the ambush, all of the meat and potatoes things it takes to keep you safe as a cop. He can teach you. Matt Combs, Shield Force International. Check them out on the social medias. So back to the topic, the painful topic of human sex trafficking, the realities of human sex trafficking. There are people who get involved in these situations. They get blackmailed into it. We talked about this a little bit. And this, this needs to be talked about in our culture. There's a stigma attached to it, kind of like there was 100, 150 years ago about alcohol, that well, we don't talk about alcoholism and how destructive alcohol can be. Um, you know, we are now as a culture really looking at drugs and going, we literally have a culture that is awash in drugs. And we actually have foreign powers. I mean, the Chinese government has produced massive amounts. I believe it's fentanyl that they've pumped into our culture. And they, they're not our friends. And we have foreign nations that are pumping this stuff into our, into our culture. And as a culture, shame on us for putting up with it, for allowing it to happen. But as Americans, there's another topic that we need to be talking about is how many children disappear every year. And, and here's an unfortunate reality, and this is not going to be easy to hear. A lot of these kids don't live very long. We've got some movies that have come out that have raised awareness. People have seen Taken. They've seen the new Rambo. And it's, it's making people more aware. Um, we have senators and congressmen that are involved, uh, congressmen and women who are involved in trying to end human sex trafficking. They're working with uh, international agencies. They're going overseas. There are some cultures, there are actually some countries, that it is not illegal to have sex with a minor. It's not illegal to have sex with a small child. Um, there are cultures and countries that, that it's legal for prostitution. So we have people here or from Europe or whatever that are well-to-do enough and they want to satisfy a very broken, evil uh, drive that they have and they want to harm a child. And they will go overseas to the Philippines. Um, I know there's been things in Thailand. And they will satisfy this evil drive that they have that shouldn't be happening. This is evil. It's reprehensible. It should never, ever happen. And unfortunately, even in our culture today, we have people that are driving to legalize sex acts with children. Now think about that. I'm going to say that again. We have people who are driving to try to legalize pedophilia as a sexual norm. This is okay. Heck to the no. This is not okay. This is not acceptable ever. 
So there, there are more and more resources out there. There are more and more books becoming available. And if this is a topic that people would like to talk about in the future, I might even be able to bring on some subject matter experts. It's one of those things that I don't enjoy talking about it, but it needs to be talked about. This is this is this elephant in the room that definitely needs to be talked about, to use the old cliche, but it's so true. We need to be talking about the fact that these things are a reality. This stuff really does happen. There are very, very evil people out there that do this. There are there are there are now trucking organizations that will spot the telltale signs of trafficking and they have hotlines that they can call into. So we have to understand. I'm gonna take a step back from this and then come forward again. This is a new enough thing to a lot of small town departments that they don't have the resources for this. Um, oftentimes there's other languages involved. Oftentimes there are people that maybe they've come up in this as children. Um, imagine a woman who's been trafficked and have, has had a child and that child has been abused most of its life. This is a difficult thing to deal with. They've been taught their entire life that law enforcement's bad. Um, in some of these cases, I want to go back to where I talked about earlier about um, where there's been law enforcement that have been using these uh, prostitution rings and some of these women have been trafficked. They may not know that they're actively participating in that. Shame on them either way. If they do know, they need to go to federal prison. But you've also got um, you've also got groups that will claim they will have someone dress up as a police officer and and introduce themselves as a cop um, and and try to make sure they they want the people that they're oppressing, the people that they're controlling, the people that they are that they are literally trafficking. They want them to believe that no one can help them, that they are literally a pawn in this, and that every cop out there is in the pockets of these traffickers. And that is just simply not the case. I know police officers who who hate with a fiery passion. They hate, they hate human sex trafficking. I know of police officers that have helped to set up safe houses. There are organizations to end sex trafficking that have been founded by or are actively uh, filled with recruits from law enforcement. And that's a wonderful thing um, because a police officer has a lot more latitude. I know of officers who are actively out there helping to pull people off the streets. And this is a very complicated thing because this isn't, this isn't merely uh, sex trafficking. You're dealing with brainwashing. You're dealing with physical and psychological torture and abuse. You're dealing with sexual abuse. And you're dealing oftentimes with drug and alcohol abuse. These people have seen and done terrible things. They've had awful things done to them. And so it's not an easy solution. And now it's coming down to even the public administrator level where there are people in local um, elected offices that are coming face to face in small town America with things that we never thought we would see. This is something that very, very evil people are doing. And one of the reasons, and I'm going to talk about something that's going to get political for a minute. One of the reasons that I'm an advocate for strong borders is we have thousands of people a year who are trafficked out of this country um, who they just, it just pours over our border. Our, there's no border. Imagine having a house with three walls and the fourth outside wall isn't there. Anybody can come in and out as they please. And one of the reasons that we need to look at this carefully is even people who are here in the country illegally, their children are being abducted and taken back out of this country. Um, and we can't catch every day humans, humans are being trafficked in and out of this country of all ages, of all, of, of both genders, of every socioeconomic background you can think of. And there are people all over the world inside and outside of this country who 
there are websites on the dark web that you can go and order a kid, that you can order a woman. Um, think about that for a second. There are people that are targeted and bought and paid for at literally human slavery. Um, this garbage needs to end. And as Americans, we need to wake up to this. And I'm going to go back to the strong border thing and I'm going to leave it alone. Forget drugs. Forget international terrorism. Forget people sneaking into the country to try to learn about our infrastructure that are part of foreign powers that are here as spies. Forget all of that. Let's just talk about human sex trafficking. If we hardened our borders, we could actually help prevent an enormous amount of human sex trafficking alone. So guys, this is about the link I want to do on this podcast. We can talk about it more in the future, and I can even bring on some folks who are, if you guys reach out to me and you say, hey, I'd like to know more about this, I am definitely not an expert. I'm learning at an alarming rate, and some of it's hard to, some of it's hard to deal with. But if you want to know more about this and resources, there are resources, and I can bring some people on to talk. So this is definitely, definitely something I want to talk about more. So I'm going to pray us out. That's something I do at the end of every episode. I pray for the safety of our police officers and their families. And uh, I'm going to do that today. So Lord God, today on my heart is these, these women, these children, these people that are, they're being trafficked for, for, for slave labor purposes. They're being trafficked, Lord God, for evil, deviant sexual purposes, Lord God, and shame on the people that do it and ask that you would expose this and bring it to the light. The people, so that it can be dealt with, Lord God, so that it can be, it can be burned out, it can be cleaned up, the bad guys can go to prison, and the people can be set free, Lord God. And um, I just ask that you would bless the hands of everyone that is out there fighting this evil, that you would expose it, Lord God, that you would cause the bad guys to stumble into view where they can't hide anymore, that constantly, Lord God, we'd be hearing about it in the news so that people would become aware of how how evil and how commonplace this is. And Lord God, specifically, I pray for our police officers that are out there. I ask that you would be with them, that you would protect them from people who would come against them. And Lord God, I literally, I literally mean that you'd cause the bad guy to stumble as they try to harm these good guys, that you'd make the, the bullets to pass around, to literally bend the bullets around these officers and protect them. Lord God, you're the God that can do that. And I also ask, Lord God, that you would make the aim of these officers true when they do have to defend themselves, but that you'd help them to have the resources and the, the knowledge to be able to de-escalate the 99% of the situations, to arrest without incident and harm the 99% of the situations that they can. But you'd help those departments to get the skill sets, the hands, the hand-to-hand -hand skills, all the things that they need. Uh, to protect themselves, to protect our communities, because they're out there, Lord God. If not for these men and women that put on the badge every day to protect us, literally we would be fighting these bad guys in the street. And uh, I thank you for those men and women, and I ask that you would, I, I, I lift them up to you, their families up to you, Lord God, in your son Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there, and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. 